You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm interested to kind of see how this episode unfolds because I've started and stopped recording this episode several times because it just keeps evolving for me. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that this podcast isn't just about building your private practice, but it's also about exploring the unique challenges that we face as women, as mothers, as female business owners, and things that impact us on a practice or business level professionally, but also that impact us on a more human personal level. And so today's episode is going to look more at the kind of personal side or just the humanity side of us and challenges that I think many of us face if we are in that dual role of being a parent, a mom, and a therapist. So often we hear people talking about trying to find a way to balance being a mom, being a business owner, or just a professional. And to be honest, I really hate the word balance because I think it provides this myth that there is like this arrival point at which we finally will get like all the balls juggling in the air and nothing is going to drop or like that the scales are just completely level and that we're able to like equally give to every area of our life. And I don't think that that is real. I don't think that that exists. I don't really know a better word (laughs) to use. You know, you'll probably hear me talking about balance, but I don't want you to think that I have bought into this idea that like is truly attainable because I don't think it exists. I really think it's more about shifting scales and that kind of having to pivot and finding ways to maybe give more to one area of our life and not have the other part completely sink, but just recognizing that like, it's not always going to be even. So just kind of keep that in mind as, as we kind of go through today's episode. But one of the things that I've recognized for myself and I think is something that many of us struggle with is the ability to kind of achieve self-care. Let me kind of back up a little bit to kind of kind of share what I, what I'm where I'm going with this. If you've listened to the show for the last few months, you know that I recently had my third child, my third baby, um, back in October. I'm, you know, in that kind of fourth trimester and coming out of the depths of like the early newborn phase, but we're still very much like in early postpartum. 
And it's been hard. You know, I, I wouldn't say that this has necessarily been a harder baby than my other two, but it's been hard in its own ways, harder in certain ways than previous postpartum experiences, easier in certain ways than previous postpartum experiences. But one of the things that I've come to recognize is just how many systems are fighting against us as moms and as women. You know, this this period of postpartum has been really hard for me in that my baby has had some feeding challenges, not with breastfeeding per se, but she's had, you know, a lot of gassiness and mucusy and bloody diapers. And I've experienced this with my first baby. Um, and he has severe food allergies. So like, I know what to look for and I've, you know, not panicked with this one. I did a lot of my own work, um, in therapy leading up to the, the arrival of this baby, just in anticipation that we might experience this. And so while that in of itself is not, you know, throwing me into anxiety, the lack of sleep, the having to constantly be caring for a very fussy baby, it's mentally, it's physically exhausting. I'm very fortunate that my husband has been able to get a total of 12 weeks paternity leave. Um, that's something new in the last couple of years with the military. But just because he was given that amount of time doesn't necessarily mean that it's been able to be utilized in the most efficient way. And what I mean by that is we're fortunate that they are allowing um parents to split that time up. So he's used some of it at the beginning and he's going to use some of it when I go back to work in a few weeks. But he had to still work um, in a lot of ways during the time when he's supposed to be on parental leave. And so, you know, in this time frame where I'm needing support because I'm so exhausted, I can't keep my eyes open. And I'm also caring for two other children, one who has very high needs and is neurodivergent, one who's very emotional, one who is just hell-bent on doing whatever he wants. Um, when I've needed help with that, because there's three children screaming at me at the same time, he's not necessarily been able to give me all of the support that I've needed. And that's not really on him per se, but that the system didn't really give him the time off that he has been allotted and that he deserves and that we deserve as a family. And so it's been really hard at times. We don't live near family. We don't have really much of a support system at all in the area that we live. And so it's been just us. Um, we've also had several um, family emergencies the last the last month with some hospitalizations and broken bones and so forth. So it's just been it's been a lot. And so as I'm coming to the end of my maternity leave, you know, I'm planning to go back in a little over a month um, back to seeing clients again. What I've really been thinking about is, man, I really need to make sure that I am in a place to mentally be able to hold space for my clients. 
because, you know, while I feel so lucky that I have been able to take what will be close to four months by the time I start working again, I know that that's not a reality for everybody. You mean in this country, we're allotted typically six weeks and that's not necessarily paid. You know, we can take that time if we are working for somebody else, you know, not necessarily with a paycheck or with a partial paycheck. And in private practice, we are able to take more time than that, but we have to really plan financially to make sure that it's feasible. And so, you know, I've been very cognizant of, like, okay, if I'm six weeks postpartum, like if I had to go back to work right now, how would I do that? And there have been numerous times that I've thought there's no way in hell that I could be working and seeing clients right now. So I don't know those of you who have had to go back earlier. I am, I'm so sorry. My heart rate breaks for you if you didn't feel ready and you had to do that. As I've been thinking about that, I'm going to be going back. I'm still very tired. I'm still sleep deprived. I'm still dealing with, you know, just the struggle of finding a balance for three kids now try and figure out where there is space for me and space to take care of myself. As I've tried to figure out like, where am I supposed to, to make time for that? Where am I supposed to make sure that I'm caring for myself so that I'm in a good mental, emotional, physical space to care for clients in a, in a several weeks. One of the things that's really become very noticeable to me and that I never really noticed before is that we preach so much about self-care, but that the reality is we exist in a society and with systems that don't really support that for us moms and women. We preach that you need to make sure that you're caring for yourself, right? Put your own oxygen mask on before you help anybody else. And I I mean, I'm not saying that I've not taught this to my clients. I preach this all the time. I'm a big believer. I'm a big advocate of this. But what has become glaringly obvious to me the last few months is that many of us who are parents and moms face unique challenges that We don't have systems set up in society to support us having that time to care for ourselves. And I'm an advocate of this. I'm an advocate and I believe that we need to be caring for ourselves. But what systems are there to support us in doing so? We don't live in a country, if if you're listening to this in the United States, we don't live in a country that really supports having maternity leave. So we definitely don't have support for parental leave for spouses and partners. So many of us are left caring for ourselves and our baby when our partner has to go back to work or like they may not have even stopped working or maybe they've been, you know, so graciously been allowed to work from home, but they're still having to work. They're not really able to be there for us to give us that full support we need. If you are in the military, like our family is, military life does not provide support 
for families when there's a baby in that we tend to live far away from family. So if the military says, no, we're not going to give you your full parental leave or no, you have to be working during this time. They're not saying, but let me give you some extra support to support mom during this time as she's trying to recover and just come to grips with reality of now having this new baby. You know, you we can say, okay, well, is there a way to hire somebody to come in and give you a break so you can have some time for yourself to, to you know, restore, rehab yourself? Again, childcare is so expensive, right? You basically need to work to pay for childcare. But if you're so tired that you can't even think about working you're because you're just so exhausted and you need that break, but you can't get that break because you can't afford to pay for the care, right? Like it's this cycle. And, and I recognize like, as I'm, t- you know, as I'm talking about this, I recognize that not every single one of these areas of lack of support, every single person has, right? Like not everybody's in the military. Not everybody doesn't have family near them, right? There are people, there are, you know, some of you listening that do have that support, but there may be other systems that don't exist to support you in having that time for self-care or having the ability to create space to truly care for yourself the way that you need to, like I said, we're constantly being preached at to take care of ourselves. There's been this push, I would say, in the last five to 10 years of trying to make a point of saying we need to practice self-care. We need to care for ourselves. We need to have, you know, less just given to this kind of hustle culture. And I fully, fully agree with that. But I wonder how many of us, and I'm saying this because I find myself doing this, where there's almost like this influencer approach to self-care, right? Like we see other people preaching this. Some of us therapists are preaching this, or we're seeing other moms like talk about this, or we're seeing it on social media and like, you need to take time for yourself. It's so important. And it's not, it's not intended to make us feel guilty, But then we're left thinking, well, there's one more thing that I'm not doing. (laughs) We're just not trying hard enough. We're not, you know, working hard enough to truly create that space to care for ourselves. And so then we're left feeling guilty because it's one more thing we're not doing. But the reality is maybe you're like me and maybe you're just in a period of life right now where the systems at play just simply are not there to support you in having that time to care for yourself. And it's not that you're not trying hard enough. It's not that you're not doing a good enough job to practice self-care, even though you tell your clients to do that. It may just be that the stage of life you're in right now just does not allow for more than what I've been doing with just disassociating with just mindless TV. I have binged all of the housewives. I've rewatched my favorite comedies. Nothing that has made me have to think too much because then I will simply fall asleep. 
I can tell that I'm starting to come out of this fog that I've been in, you know, the beginning stage of postpartum. I can tell that I'm starting to get a little bit more sleep because I'm starting to watch shows that require a little bit more thinking. Like I've started to dive back into the crown and not just, you know, mindless uh, mind candy that, you know, is just kind of pointless. For me, I have longed to have the time and the space and the mental capacity to do something other than just mindlessly watch TV, something that actually is restorative for myself, some kind of yoga or exercising, which for me has always been a form of self-care. It's really been helpful for me with my mental health, my physical health, but just you know, helping with my anxiety. And I've longed to get back into a place where I can somehow incorporate that into my day, but I've been so exhausted up until now to even have the space. Like when I've had a moment where I'm like, oh, okay, maybe there's some stillness. I just want to rest and sleep and not do anything. While so many people, myself included, other therapists, influencers, social media, you know, gurus, people preach to us that going to the store for groceries is not self-care or that being able to fold laundry alone is not a break. You know, that taking a shower, basic hygiene is not, you know, the ultimate form of self-care. But what if for right now where life has you, that may be sufficient for you? Because sometimes those things are sufficient for me. Like tonight we ordered food out and I was the one to go pick it up without any children. And it was a moment of peace that I had for 10 minutes that I didn't have to be worried about like who needed what in the car or was the baby crying that I had to like, you know, calm my central nervous system while driving. I recognize that those are not the things those are not the moments that I want to kind of put on a pillar and say, look at how I'm caring for myself. And that I look at it with, you know, a sense of being proud of the way that I'm prioritizing myself. Those are not the moments that I want to have be the norm. But I have to remind myself that that is all that I can do for right now. And that can I be okay with that? And I ask you, can you be okay with that too? Again, recognizing that it's not that you can't do the things that maybe you want to do to care for yourself, that those can't eventually happen. It's not that you have failed. It's not that you're being a hypocrite to your clients by telling them to try to find ways to care for themselves and that you can barely do that for yourself. But that we, again, exist in a world that does not support us as women and moms to truly care for ourselves. It just doesn't exist. You're literally fighting against a system that doesn't actually provide that support. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. 
Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. I think what's important is that we need to remember that life changes from season to season. You know, right now I am in a season of postpartum in trying to figure out like writing the ship after adding a new baby to the family. I'm in a season where we're heading into our next move in a few months where I have a, you know, child who is neurodivergent, who's just needing more of my time and preparing to begin seeing clients again the season that I'm in may require me to have to do things differently. I may not be able to see the same number of clients that I was able to when I had two children that slept, <laughs> when I didn't have to be, you know, constantly feeding a newborn. As seasons change, I think we need to remind ourselves that it is okay that our self-care changes with those we are not failing if our self-care doesn't look like what we're told it's supposed to look like. I encourage you to do as I'm trying to do with myself, to be gentle with yourself. If right now self-care is totally tuning out life with mindless TV <laughs> or just feeling like you don't have much more bandwidth to give for anything outside of just crashing on the couch. Yes, we want to strive for more. We want to do things that are truly restorative and not just in that kind of like disassociating place. But we also have to remember that we're trying to care for ourselves in a society that doesn't actually support us caring for ourselves. When the time is right, whether that means you have found systems or support to truly give you the space you need, or that you've been able to create a schedule that allows you to have more space for that, more time for you to truly nurture yourself so that you're able to truly be present for your family and for your clients. When that time comes, you will actually be able to do that. While right now may not be the time that you're able to care for yourself in the way that you want to, to just remember that as moms, as women, and especially as therapists, we face really unique situations where we're many times in kind of a caregiver mode or holding space for somebody outside of ourselves the majority of the day. When we go into work, we're holding space for our clients. When we go back into family life, we're holding space for our partners, our children, family members that we are connected with. While it is easy 
some, well, I don't know if I would say it's easy. <laughs> While it is easier to hold space for somebody else, because a lot of times it, we don't really have a choice, right? Like our kids need to be fed. We have to feed them. While it's easier to hold space for somebody else, we do need to make sure that we are finding ways to hold space for ourselves so that we can be fully present for our clients, so that we can be fully present for our families in the ways that we need them. And that in doing so, it's not to our own detriment. It's not kind of sucking the life out of us or draining us, but rather that we are restored in those moments where we have that time for ourselves. So I encourage you to just check in with yourself to make sure that you aren't just in this place of just giving, 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 giving. That even if you are in one of those seasons where there is more of yourself being poured out than being poured into, are there small things that you can identify as this is the best I can do to care for myself right now, right? That 10 minute drive to go pick up food without kids or the five minutes when you are able to shut the door to the bathroom and put, you know, a song on and just listen to that or close your eyes and go to sleep or whatever the thing is that it is okay if that's what your self-care is for now, because that's what it is for me right now, to be honest. That's where I'm at. And yes, like I said, I'm striving to find ways to incorporate more but I want for myself to shake off the guilt of not doing more to care for myself right now. Because like I said before, I'm fighting against a system that doesn't support me in doing that. And you are as well. Let's encourage one another that just as we're doing the best we can to raise little humans to be present for our families. We are doing the best that we can to try to care for ourselves too. And that whatever you can do in this moment or in this season right now, if that's the best you can do, that that's okay. I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on this. What are you finding to be some of the systems that are fighting against you in being able to care for yourself? Are you in a season right now where you are finding it easier to create space to have that time to truly restore yourself? Or what have you done to make some changes and shifts in your schedule to create that? That's one of the things I'm going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks as I prepare to see clients is I know that my schedule is not going to look the same that it did before I went on my maternity leave because I absolutely need to create more space for myself in my day before I return to my family. Even though they're just in the room next door, I need to do that for myself because I am pouring from an empty cup otherwise. So what are you doing to either give yourself permission to be okay with the season that you're in or to find ways to incorporate self-care as a way to truly nurture yourself and restore that, that part of yourself as a human being. You can share those practices that you're doing either in our Facebook group or on Instagram, or you can leave a, a review and let me know um, on this episode. But 
just know we are all in this together. And when it is the right time to do more, you will do more. Thank you so much for listening today. And I look forward to chatting with you again more next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.